Today on Vitality Radio, we're going to talk about, I think, some fitting things. Thanksgiving is in the rearview mirror for 2022, and there are two things synonymous with Thanksgiving in America, I believe. And the first thing is the idea of gratitude and being thankful for things. I would hope that that is the first thing. But when you're done with Thanksgiving dinner, perhaps the first thing is reaching for your proton pump inhibitor because you just ate your fourth piece of pie. So Thanksgiving, you know, we have gluttony, we have gratitude, we have a little bit of both. And I'm going to talk about both things today on Vitality Radio. I am so excited to do this episode. I'm going to just be 100% uh, transparent here, just like our federal government. I mean, sorry, the opposite of our federal government. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. So this week, as I was prepping for the big Black Friday and Small Business Saturday sales on both our website, VitalityNutrition.com, and our brick-and-mortar store, Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, that's been there for 45-plus years, I got... I guess the word is overwhelmed. I felt not a ton of stress necessarily. I have some really great help uh, in these departments. I've got Michaela who did all the digital stuff for the website and got our email prepared and, and even saved our uh, butts a little bit with uh, text messaging issues we were having yesterday. I've got Bridger who got a whole bunch of new products loaded up onto the site, which made it uh, much more ready for our big sale. I've got Josh at Vitality who is uh, in charge of pretty much all of the marketing inside the brick and mortar store as well as our emails and and all of that sort of thing. And he did his job beautifully. I've got great other folks on staff that really uh, helped with getting things organized and ready to go. And I've got uh, Jen, who I'm able to consistently bounce ideas off of because we're together all the time. And she is such a great sounding board because she tends to see things from a little bit more of the customer perspective as opposed to the guy who's run the store forever perspective and that's been invaluable and then also lots and lots of extra time spent just getting ready so it wasn't so much that I was super stressed out there was just a lot going on and then last night after Black Friday I realized I haven't recorded a podcast for Saturday morning. And the last time I didn't record a podcast for Saturday morning, I caught a little bit of grief from it from some of the people out there, possibly you, who really enjoy this podcast. And I can't tell you how grateful I am that when I didn't release one, I heard about it because that meant a lot to me. And it was something that I found to be grateful for in that moment because there was a time, trust me, <laughs> when I could not release an episode or uh, run a rerun on the radio locally here, and uh, I wouldn't hear anything about it. But uh, I am incredibly grateful for the audience that I've found for you listening to this show. And because of that, I decided I better scrape together a show and put it out on Saturday, and then I was able to run one thing by Michaela, and she gave me some great ideas, and one thing by Jen, and she gave me some great ideas, and now we have a podcast. So that's what happened. So if this is a little bit herky-jerky, my notes aren't quite as clear as they usually are, but I think you'll enjoy the content because what we're going to talk about are some really, really powerful things that can help you to improve your mental health, your emotional vitality, as we like to call it, as well as your physical vitality. And I'm going to get a little bit personal even and talk about a few things that I am grateful for that uh, probably I haven't ever mentioned uh, in a public forum before. But, you know, what the heck? I said we'd do transparent. We'll do transparent. So let's talk about gratitude first. We're also going to talk about 
PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, antacids, and some of the newfound dangers regarding COVID and pneumonia, as well as some other things. And uh, so we'll do that. We'll even talk about a few products that I think you're going to definitely want to know more about uh, for our Small Business Saturday sale. And I'm going to remind you, if you listen to Wednesday's show, you know that I... uh, babbled a little bit about the importance of supporting independent businesses. Now, the whole shop local thing is great, and I love the shop local thing, especially for people here in Utah where I'm at, obviously. But shop small, I think, may actually be the most important term because there are many, many smaller, independent, and in many cases, family-owned businesses in every community where you can choose to vote with your dollar by sharing money with people who are ethically uh, in the same ballpark as you, as opposed to these mega corporations that simply do not care about you or your family and only care about their bottom line. So I'll remind you, it is Saturday, but it's a special Saturday. It is Small Business Saturday. I encourage you to find your local businesses running their specials and support them. Jump online and find small businesses online and support them. But let's just take this day to maybe boycott the big corporations for a minute and give our money to people that probably are a lot more deserving. All right, so here is where I want to start today is with this idea of gratitude for the hard things or gratitude for the bad things. And let me explain what I mean. A few years ago, as many of you know, I heard or I learned a fascinating approach to mental health that's called neuro-auto-associative programming from a gentleman who is now a friend of mine named Lamont Wilcox. He teaches many things, but one of the best things I learned was that definitions to some very simple words that are commonly used in our lexicon are not always what they seem. For instance, the words good and bad, easy and hard, right and wrong. Let's start with easy and hard. If you are a runner and you get up every morning at 5 a.m. and go for a three or four or five mile run, and I ask you to run a half marathon and ask you how hard it might be, you might say, meh, not that big of a deal. I've done that lots of times. I can handle that. But if you're someone who hasn't run a mile since high school and I ask you to run a half marathon, it might seem like a real difficult, really hard task and maybe even feel impossible. So to what one is easy may be very, very hard. What to one is easy may be very hard for someone else. So easy and hard it's all relative, right? Well, what about good and bad? Are they also relative? Well, I'll say this. During the last few years, we've had a lot of people thinking that a mask was a good thing, and we've had a lot of people thinking a mask was a bad thing. And I'm going to tell you that both of those groups of people were pretty convinced that they were right. And that leads me to right and wrong, because the people who thought a mask was a good thing thought the people who thought a mask was a bad thing were wrong, and, of course, vice versa. And that's just an easy example to pull, but those examples are everywhere. They're in religion, they're in politics, they're in all facets of our life. What is right and wrong? Now, I personally, and this is the uh, gospel according to Jared, I suppose, I personally do believe in good and evil. I do believe in that. But right and wrong, there's a lot more nuance to it because we can make decisions in our lives. And when we make those decisions, some people looking at the decision we are making might say that was a wrong decision or a bad decision. And we may suffer or at least experience some pretty significant consequences from that decision. But in that decision, we are also opening ourselves up to some level of potential to learn from what we might in the rearview mirror call a mistake, or we may say, I would never change that decision that I made, no matter how quote-unquote hard 
the consequences were. So in that spirit, let's just talk a little bit about fleas. Now, as I was asking Jen about today's show, and I said, I just simply said, hey, I need a really great story about gratitude. And she took about a half of a second and she came up with this one for me. And I had, uh, she had, I'd heard her talk about it before. I had never actually read it myself. And I want to read it to you uh, word for word because it's absolutely beautiful. Let me give you a little bit of background. If you're not familiar with the book The Hiding Place, uh, this was uh, this story appears in that book. And Betsy and Corey Tinboom were sisters who spent time in the notorious Ravensbrück concentration camp north of Berlin. They spent time there because they were hiding Jews in their home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. The Tinboom family of Harlem, Holland, were watchmakers by trade. They also lived in lived as devout Christians. Corey was raised to understand that honoring God included respecting the Jewish people as well. And here is the story. Barracks 28. We lay back, struggling against the nausea that swept over us from the reeking straw. Suddenly I sat up, striking my head on the cross slats above. Something had pinched my leg. Fleas, I cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. Here and here and another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us, show us how. It was said so matter-of-factly, it took me a second to realize that she was praying. More and more, the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer. Before we asked as he always before we asked as he always does in the bible this morning where was it read that part again i glanced down the long dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight then drew the bible from its pouch it was in first thessalonians i said we were on our third complete reading of the new testament since leaving schwinningen schwinningen that's got to be somewhat close to the name of where <laughs> where they were before this concentration camp. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is. Comfort the frightened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. It seemed written expressly to Ravensbrook. Go on, said Betsy. That's, that wasn't all. Oh, yes. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around me at the dark, foul-aired room. Such as, I said, such as being assigned here together. I bit my lip. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. Thank you for all these women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here, since we're packed so close that many more will hear. She looked at me expectantly. Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on serenely, for the fleas and for the fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances, Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. Back at the barracks, we formed yet another line. Would there never be an end to columns and weights to receive our ladle of turnip soup in the center room? Then, as quickly as we could, for the press of people, Betsy and I made our way to the rear of the dormitory room where we held our worship service. 
Around our own platform area, there was not enough light to read the Bible, but back here, a small light bulb cast a wan yellow circle on the wall, and here, an ever larger group of women gathered. They were services like no others, these times in Barracks 28. At first, Betsy and I called these meetings with great timidity, but as night after night went by and no guard ever came near us, we grew bolder. So many now wanted to join us that we had a second service after evening roll call. There on the Lagerstrasse, we were under rigid surveillance, guards in their warm wool capes, marching constantly up and down. It was the same in the center room of the barracks, half a dozen guards or camp police always present. Yet in the large dormitory room, there was almost no supervision at all. We did not understand it. One evening, I got back to the barracks late from a wood-gathering foray outside the, the walls. A light snow lay on the ground, and it was hard to find the sticks and twigs with which a small stove was kept going in each room. Betsy was waiting for me, as always, so that we could wait through the, through the food line together. Her eyes were twinkling. "'You're looking extraordinarily pleased with yourself,' I told her. "'You know, we've never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room,' she said. "'Well, I found out. "'That afternoon,' she said, "'there'd been confusion in her knitting group about sock sizes, "'and they'd asked the supervisor to come and settle it, but she wouldn't. "'She wouldn't step through the door, and neither would the guards. "'And do you want to know why?' Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice. Because of the fleas. That's what she said. That place is crawling with fleas. My mind rushed back to our first hour in this place. I remembered Betsy's bowed head, remembered her thanks to God for creatures I could see no use for. Barracks 28 at Ravensbrook was known as the crazy place where women have hope, and hope they had, a living hope. Hope in the midst of darkness, hope in the midst of persecution, hope in the midst of unimaginable evils. Many women in Barracks 28 knew and believed, as Corey put it, that there is no pit so deep that his love is not deeper still. The conclusion of Romans chapter 8 became one of the scriptures that sustained them all. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So, as I said before, wrong, hard, bad, good. All of these things, these words, they're just words, but they're not just words, because when we state them to ourselves, in many cases, we throw roadblocks and even big dams right in front of our path. When we think of our life or our life circumstances just as hard or overwhelming or painful, rather than challenging, that's the word that Lamont uses, and that's the word that I've adopted into my life, challenging. Because challenges are meant to be overcome. Back to the analogy of the runner, a 13-mile run is a challenge for sure. A 26-mile run is even a greater challenge. An Ironman is an incredible challenge. And yet none of the people who do any of those things start out being able to do those things. They do those things through working towards the end that they seek, the goal that they've set for themselves. And so why can't we look at all of things in life as a challenge? Because I truly believe, perhaps as much as I believe anything in my life, that life happens for us and not to us. Yes, there are things that are beyond our control that create a tremendous upheaval in our lives. There are deaths. There are illnesses. There are losses of money, losses of jobs, losses of family. 
divorce and separation and all of these other things. And nobody, I was talking to an old friend of mine years ago when I was in the midst of a divorce myself. And he, I, unbeknownst to me, was struggling in his relationship with his wife as well. And I was uh, just kind of telling him some of the things that were going on. And he said, you know what, Jared? Nobody gets out of this world alive. And it was a really simple thing to say, but it's absolutely true. And the same could be said about nobody gets out of this world without lots and lots and lots of challenges and obstacles that we get to choose if we're willing to do what it takes to overcome them. Today, I would like to encourage you to do something that maybe you haven't done before, or maybe at least don't do consistently, and that is to find some things in your circumstances, some quote-unquote hard things, and reframe them as challenging things and find gratitude for the challenge. Because when we find gratitude for the challenges in life, I believe we also find the strength to overcome them. There's a huge shift that happens, and this isn't woo-woo stuff. This isn't uh, anything that hasn't actually been proven now in neuroscience, but there's a dramatic shift in our ability to overcome challenges just by shifting our mindset about what that challenge actually is. Is it a hard thing? Is it a wrong thing? Have I been victimized by somebody or something? Or is it a challenge that I can learn from and grow through? And just that mindset is enough to give you the capacity and to open up your mind to the information or knowledge that you may need to overcome that challenge. You know, I can probably safely say that nobody listening to this podcast today has ever been through anything like what happened in Barracks 28. And yet, all of our challenges, no matter how big or small they may seem to others, are still significant to us. And none of them should be minimized. And that's not really what this is about. It has nothing to do with minimizing the challenge. It has everything to do with just simply reframing it and recognizing that harder things, quote-unquote, harder things have been overcome by many, many people. More difficult things than the things we're facing. I Last night, I on the way home from Vitality, I was asked to drop off a package of a couple of supplements to a dear friend who's battling cancer. I have another dear friend also battling cancer right now. There's all these things that we get to do in life. And I say get to do instead of have to do because I do believe that life happens for us. So let's talk a little bit about some things that I've noticed that are hard things, challenging things that I've found ways to be grateful for them this year and over the last couple of years. COVID came and it threw all of us for a loop. And I can't imagine that anybody during the COVID years thought of it as anything less than challenging and probably other words like difficult and hard and awful. But in COVID, I found things and people that I don't think I would have found in any other way. I stood proudly with my children and with Jen by my side at the first rally for against mandates and against lockdowns and against segregation of essential businesses versus non-essential businesses in Salt Lake City. And we got to make signs in our backyard on poster board, not for an art project or a science project for the kids' school, but my favorite picture that came out of that event was my little guy Xander on my shoulders holding a big sign that says, we are all essential. 
And in that challenge was an opportunity to teach my children about freedom and the value of freedom. I also found more people, even if they were forced into it, opening their eyes to the truths that perhaps they never wanted to see before when it came to government and pharma. I found a group called React 19. I do another podcast called Dearly Discarded Podcast, where I interview members of that group. And they are people who were injured by the COVID vaccines. And in that group of people, I have found warriors. Some of the most resilient and beautiful people I've ever met in my life, and some that I now am so grateful to be able to call my friends. More people now, more than ever before in our society, are hesitant and think twice and read more before they take a pharma drug. And social media, love it or hate it, such a mixed bag and with the censorship and everything else that happened and all the negativity and the infighting and everything that comes from social media, I found a new place where my voice could be heard by people that, well, wanted to hear what I had to say, which is really, really awesome to me. And on a platform that I have said over and over and over ago that I absolutely hate with a capital H-A-T-E, a word that I really need to stop using. Instagram, I have found thousands of amazing people who just want to learn newer and better ways of how to take care of their health and their family's health. Today, I'm going to get kind of personal as we go through this and uh, share some stories, but I'm going to do that at the end because I'm pretty close to crying and I need to uh, maybe just get some different emotions pumping. So let's talk for a moment (laughs) about PPIs, proton pump inhibitors. Now, if you're in Utah, PPI could have a different meaning, but let's just uh, focus on the drug here. The PPI class, according to an article I read in the uh, Epic Times, uh, says that it's a drug class with strengths and weaknesses. But before that, I guess I should tell you a little bit more, in case you didn't know, about what's going on at Vitality, nutrition.com and Vitality in Bountiful, and that is our Small Business Saturday sale. So briefly, I'll just tell you, and I I probably have mentioned this before lots of times, but I used to surrender this weekend to the big box stores. I thought, you know, I don't have 65-inch high-def TVs that I can sell for $299 like Best Buy does at 4 in the morning, even though they may only have three of them. I don't have the buying power that Walmart has, and I don't have all the Christmas gifts that everybody's looking for this time of year. I'm a nutrition store. I sell supplements for a living, and it just doesn't make sense to do a whole lot on Black Friday. And then years ago, I think maybe as long as nine years ago, I was kind of going back trying to figure out when we did our first Black Friday sale, but it's somewhere in there. I said, you know what? Those big boys, those Goliaths out there, I can at least try to be David. Let's get this thing going. And we had a great little weekend. We did, uh, I don't know, two or three times what we normally do in business. And that was really, really cool. And that encouraged me. And I thought, we can do better next time. And we kept doing better. And we continue to do better. And every year is better than the last. And I get to see some of my very most favorite customers every Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. So we're doing it again this weekend. And uh, we go from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. locally at Vitality Nutrition. But uh, it'll go all weekend at VitalityNutrition.com. The promos are the same in either place. So it's just which is easier for you. Um, If you're in Utah, we'd love to see your face, but uh, if you're further and far enough away that it doesn't make sense to come up, uh, then jump on the website and we'll be more than happy to ship it to you uh, out in Salt Lake or Layton or uh, even Minnesota or California or New York, wherever you're at, we're happy to help you out. Okay, so the deals are all on Instagram, and if you're in on our website, you would have received an email talking about them, but I'm going to talk about just a couple of products really quickly, and then we're going to go into proton pump inhibitors because you need to know this information. 
All right, so let's first talk about this cool new line of collagen that we brought in from a company called Blue Bonnet. First, I'm going to tell you why Blue Bonnet is now at Vitality because Blue Bonnet is, Blue Bonnet is owned by family. It's owned by a couple of brothers whose parents started them out in a health food store. Kind of feels familiar to me. And uh, these guys are great, great guys. I uh, I don't actually know both of them. I only know one. But um, I love this brand because they stand for all the same things that I stand for. They don't cut corners on quality and they make great products. And they were able to give us a really, really good deal for you for Small Business Saturday. And that is their collagen refreshers. They have four of them. They have one called the Beauty Blend that has collagen, 12 grams of collagen plus uh, some hyaluronic acid, some soluble keratin to help uh, grow your hair and nails, and glutathione, one of the most powerful antioxidants on the planet. The next one is the Vitality Formula, my favorite, probably because of its name, but also because sometimes I like a little lift uh, from some natural sources of caffeine. So this one has matcha green tea. That's the good ceremonial stuff from Japan. Yerba mate from Brazil and green coffee bean. Uh, I'm going to say that's from Colombia, although I don't really know. But those three things are loaded with antioxidants and they're also loaded with good natural sources of caffeine. This could be a great replacement for your coffee in the morning. If you're a coffee drinker, uh, it will give you much much, much more benefit uh, with less of the hyperacidity of coffee and um, just so much more nutrition. The next one is the Zen formula. If you're feeling the stress of the holidays, the Zen formula might be for you. That one has lemon balm, which helps to get your GABA levels up and calm your mind, as well as L-theanine and lavender. Um, I love L-theanine. Take it almost every time before I record this show. So the Zen formula is awesome. And the last one is the detox formula, which you may also need after Thanksgiving dinner. This one has some milk thistle in it to detoxify the liver. It's uh, got that antioxidant I mentioned, glutathione, which is phenomenal, and hibiscus flour, which helps to detoxify the kidneys and urinary tracked. So really, really cool formulas. And they're half price. They're just 15 bucks for 20 servings uh, this weekend. And that one is while supplies last. I also want to tell you about something that's really, really cool. We brought in a local brand of do-it-yourself jewelry with real gemstones. Uh, I think we have maybe 20 or 25 different gemstones to choose from in different sizes uh, that are made in dependence not independence, into pendants, so you can put them on a necklace. There are different uh, lengths and types of chains. Uh, you can do all kinds of cool things. We have examples in the store uh, that you can look at and draw inspiration from. They're made by Vibe, V-I-B-E, Jewelry, a local company who uh, is run by just a couple of awesome ladies uh, that came in and set these up. And these, this is where Christmas time at Vitality comes in. Great, great gift ideas for you. And lastly, I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, things that I'm pretty excited about because we've never had the opportunity to give you a price like this on these. Curamed Acute Pain Formula in the large size, 120 capsules. Uh, this is probably our most popular kind of more instant pain relief supplement. Think of it as an alternative to your ibuprofens and Tylenols and Aleves and things like that. Uh, it's a soft gel capsule that opens up very quickly that combines a few things, but the two main things that are in there are the best turmeric in the world, as well as what I believe is also the best Boswellia, which comes from the frankincense plant, which helps with five LOX enzyme. That means it's going to work in uh, areas of pain that uh, things like Tylenol and ibuprofen don't work as well for most people, the back uh, and the uh, gut, uh, any kind of gut pain, uh, people that are dealing with that kind of stuff, um, Boswellia is great. So the acute pain formula is half price. Uh, we also, if you've got kids, we've got the Nordic Berries original gummies uh, at half price. We've never had that deal before. We've got our most popular elderberry gummy, the Eldermune by Zhao is half price. Uh, we've got the vitamin C Rex, uh, which is a, a chewable gummy vitamin C that tastes delicious. And uh, those are half price. 
And we also have in store, these cannot be had online, but they can be had over the phone if you're not close by at 801 292 6662. You can order any of the Irwin Natural CBD products, their entire line, for 50% off. We've never had them lower than 30% off before. And of course, if you heard the episode I did a week ago with Stuart Tomk, we still have our. Uh, gift bags that are awesome gifts for you or for someone you love of the holiday survival kit that are still on sale for just $79.99. And of course, those have to be ordered over the phone as well because they contain CBD, which we can't sell on our website. So uh, that's what we've got going on along with, uh, we have probably eight or 900 products on sale, but those are some of the highlights. All right, I'm going to bounce right back into the topic at hand, uh, PPIs. And uh, if you have been on something like a Prilosec, a Prevacid, uh, a Nexium, you pick the, they all end in Zol, most of them, Z-O-L-E, Omeprazole, and so on, then you are very familiar with this. If you aren't on one uh, and you know someone who's on one, then maybe share this episode with them because the information just continues to pile up. The longer these are on the market, the more dangerous they become. And that's actually a funny way to say it, but it's true in two different ways. The longer they're on the market, the more dangers we learn about, but also the longer that someone takes them, the more dangerous they become. And the FDA never approved any of these drugs for more than 8 to 12 weeks of continuous use, and yet many doctors are giving them to their patients and then saying, well, if it's working, don't you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The problem is the longer you're on these drugs, the more things get broke. So let's talk about it. This is from the Epic Times article, uh, PPIs. I'm going to share what they say about them, and I'm going to give you a brief uh, summary of the way out of the use of PPIs and how I uh, solved my own acid reflux problems 24 years ago. Certainly acid-related conditions such as when excess acid appears in the wrong place, Uh, occur and they are uncomfortable. Such occurrences are a menace, inflaming and irritating the esophagus, typically causing heartburn and sometimes contributing to the development of ulcers in the stomach and the duodenum. The first part of the small intestine, uh, oh, sorry, the duodenum is the first part of the small intestine. Harvard Health uh, uh, explains it this way. The potential long-term effects revealed by researchers and health agencies raise the question of whether the medications are overprescribed. And I will dare say that there may not be a medication on the market right now that isn't overprescribed, but there may not be one beyond maybe statins that are overprescribed more than are PPIs. Taking a PPI makes sense if you have a chronic problem with stomach acid or the prospect of one developing, Harvard Health says, but the occasional case of mild heartburn does not need to be treated with a PPI. For that kind of spot duty, you can use Tums or Rolaids, they say. Cedars-Sinai, a nonprofit academic health care organization, and of course we know what nonprofit means when it comes to health care organizations, but uh, points out that taking an acid blocker doesn't address other GERD causes, such as being overweight, overeating, having caffeine and alcohol, or eating chocolate or spicy foods. And I will just say something. I have to interject some things here because these people are so, they just, all they can think about is drugs. They can't think about anything else. They can only think about drugs and they don't think about what's going on in the underlying cause. Nowhere in this article, nowhere from Cedar sinai nowhere from Harvard Health do they ever say, oh, and by the way, it's not too much stomach acid that's causing your reflux. It's too little. Yeah, they never say that. Instead, they say, well, you're drinking too much caffeine or alcohol. You're eating too much chocolate or spicy food. You're overeating. Well, all of those could be true, and all of those will exacerbate these symptoms, but none of those are root cause for these symptoms. Maybe overeating, because once you get to a certain uh, level of obesity, then yes, reflux is far more likely to occur. But Caffeine and alcohol don't bother people that don't already have a problem with reflux. And eating chocolate doesn't bother people that don't have that that don't already have a problem with reflux. And the same with spicy foods. In fact, you're 
listening to a guy who 24 years ago had a very severe case of acid reflux. My GI doc said one of the worst he'd ever seen. And uh, this now you're also listening to a guy that puts Cholula on half of the stuff that he eats and really enjoys chocolate and never gets reflux from either of those things. So then the question is, what's really underlying? And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Let's continue with what they say about where the, what the issues may actually be. Well, there's a dementia risk. PPI attracted attention all the way back in 2016, and I have talked about this before on Vitality Radio. When an observational study by German researchers published in JAMA, uh, it's, it linked PPI use to 44% increase in Dementia, a 44% increased risk in dementia, and that was over 74,000 people. Uh, the risk of pneumonia was increased by 27 to 39% in short-term use of PPIs and three meta-analyses. Now, this is important because most of the studies that are shining the most dreaded source of light on PPIs are long-term, people that have been on them for five years, 10 years, 20 years, that kind of thing. But these are short-term users uh, with an increased risk of pneumonia, and that makes sense. It also increased the risk of C. diff, which... I mean, pneumonia and C. diff do both kill people, uh, It also, uh, which is associated with PPI use in the short term. There was also low blood platelet count that would happen and muscle damage and degradation, as well as inflammation of the kidneys in short-term use. And I'll explain a little bit more why that is in just a moment. And I'm going to have to skip ahead just a little bit because I'm running out of time. But uh, what is really, really interesting is what they've learned about covid because stomach acid is in our stomach for two reasons. It's there to help us digest our food, and that's what I think most people think of. But the stomach is also known as the acid barrier, and that barrier is designed to prevent us from ingesting things that will make us sick. And yet what they found with COVID was that when you, you know, altered the normal way that our body does things in a pharmaceutical manner then all of a sudden we become more susceptible to other things. That's known, of course, as a side effect. But in this case, the side effect was a much greater risk of contracting COVID. In a nationwide study of individuals with a history of GI symptoms, we found that the use of PPIs is associated with increased odds for reporting a positive COVID-19 test. The highest risk is being seen between, or sorry, among individuals taking PPIs twice a day where they were four times more likely to report COVID-19 than those that did not take PPIs. Four times more likely. That's a pretty substantial increase. Why? Well, because anything that can infect the body, whether it's a bacterial thing or a fungal thing or a viral thing, any of these things that can infect the body have a much, much lower rate of success if they are ingested and then burned out in the acid in the stomach, which is designed specifically for that duty. When we turn off the acid pumps, which is what proton pump inhibiting drugs do, then that layer of defense, which is part of your immune system, is turned off or at least turned down dramatically. So if you prefer to continue to do things the way that you're doing things and you're using the proton pump inhibitors for the purposes of just allowing you to continue to do them. And what I mean is, you know, hot wings at midnight uh, and uh, not doing all the things to help your gut work like it should, then you are increasing the risk of some pretty serious things while only decreasing the feelings of heartburn. They've even found uh, that long-term use does not prevent Barrett's, esophag Barrett's esophagus. It doesn't prevent esophageal cancer. They used to believe that it did, but there are still people that can get that even after 20 years of use. So then the question is, what the heck do you do about it? And the answer is actually pretty simple. It's kind of the same with everything in health almost, and that is start at the problem, not at the symptom, right? What's the root cause? Well, I hinted at it before. Well, I actually said it before, and that is too much acid is not what causes 
acid reflux in most cases. Now, none of this that I'm saying is 100% in every single case. It's, that's just not the way health works, right? But in most cases, it's low acid, not high acid. And so then when you have a low acid stomach, uh, the uh, sphincter valve that is supposed to protect your esophagus from acid crawling up into it is relaxed. And when that happens, you eat something that uh, triggers a little bit of acid then being released. It can shoot straight up into your esophagus and that can burn your esophagus and that can cause a lot of problems. Trust me, I'm very well aware of those. So what did I do? Well, 24 years ago, I went on three things. I started taking digestive enzymes every single meal. And that made a big difference. I started using aloe, uh, aloe life, aloe vera, uh, the best aloe vera in the world. If you didn't hear that episode where I talked about aloe, I think it's episode 271. I'm, I'm pretty sure, but that may not be right. Um, if it's right in that range, uh, I talked to uh, a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, about aloe vera, and uh, she, her expertise is just awesome. She makes the best aloe in the world. It's called Aloe Life, and I drink that one tablespoon twice a day. I also took a uh, probiotic uh, supplement. Now, the probiotic I used back then was the best probiotic I could find, but there are many better ones now, and what I recommend today is the Precision Probiotic. So that was the big three, but I didn't use apple cider vinegar capsules because I didn't know that apple cider vinegar capsules could help with that uh, 24 years ago. Funny because that's the oldest school of old school remedies, but I didn't know about it. And now what I recommend to people is apple cider vinegar capsules with each meal, the enzymes with each meal, aloe twice a day, and probiotics. It sounds like a lot. It's way more challenging than one Pepsid a day or Prevacid or whatever. I get that. But we're talking about solving a problem, not masking a symptom. And when you're solving a problem, sometimes you have to get a little bit more extreme. But I'll tell you, within four months, I didn't have reflux symptoms anymore. And 24 years later, I still don't have reflux symptoms. And so this does work, and I've helped hundreds of people figure this out. Uh, now, you have to be cautious, and you probably want to uh, investigate with your doctor this, uh, these things that I'm talking about, because I am not your doctor, uh, and this is not medical advice, but uh, you can fix the underlying problem, I believe, probably in 100% of cases, but certainly in most cases. And if you have more questions about that, you can call us at Vitality, 801 292 6662, or you can go to vitalitynutrition.com, open up a chat, and uh, more than likely, I will be the one responding to that chat, and uh, we'll uh, talk and make sure that you understand uh, what you're doing. Okay, the last thing I want to do before I wrap up this episode is go back to revisit what I think is the most important part of what we're talking about here today, and that's gratitude. First, I want to remind you, if you don't already know and haven't already heard, gratitude is a absolute mainstay in optimal health. In fact, it is one of the most important ingredients. I talk about my Vital 5 all the time, and these are supplements that you can take to improve your health because, well, you're missing those things in your diet in most cases. But in the case of gratitude, are we missing that in our daily diet? Are we missing the daily call to be thankful for the things that we have, particularly some of the harder things. If you haven't ever tried a gratitude journal, I suggest buying yourself one for Christmas and get started early. And between now and Christmas, write down a few things every single day that you're thankful for, including one thing that you're thankful to yourself for, one thing you did that day that made you grateful for you, because that alone can shift your perspective of yourself, and until your perspective of yourself is shifted, everything is more challenging. So what am I grateful for this year? Well, I found somebody early this year whose name is Carolyn Call, and she runs the Just Ingredients Instagram, and she has something like 900,000 followers on there. I have 1,900 followers, so she is an Instagram uh, dynamo. And uh, when I met her, I had about 200 followers. The rest of them I got because of her. So that's one reason I'm grateful to Carlin. But Carlin also because this is a woman who figured her way out of deep, severe suicidal depression, was, was willing to share that story on Instagram and with my uh, listeners here at Vitality Radio. 
and through her message has given so much hope to so many people who perhaps were feeling quite hopeless when they first heard Carlin talk. And then she decided to make it easy. She shares simple but powerful tips and swaps and switches that you can make to improve your health every single day. She is doing good in this world for her fellow man. And for those types of people, I will always be grateful, but specifically to Carlin because of what she does and because of what she's done for me. Uh, Being exposed on her podcast episode 61 to a whole new audience has changed a lot for me at Vitality Nutrition and Vitality Radio. Uh, I've generated a little new tribe on Facebook. Uh, If you're interested in joining that tribe, it's a good one. I'm telling you, we got some amazing people in that group. I am honored to be uh, I guess the leader or whatever you want to call uh, of that group, but it's the Vitality Radio listeners community, and uh, you can post your uh, questions and your successes and whatever you want on there, and uh, I think you'll absolutely love it. So maybe check that out. I have Carlin to thank for that uh, because that's where a lot of those people came from. So thank you, thank you, Carlin Call, for what you're doing in this world and for what you've done for me personally. We also finally got our website established in 2022 towards the end of February, I believe it was, that we launched this thing. And right before, and that happened about, what, three months before I, uh, or four months before, I guess it was, I was uh, on Carlin's show, and without that website, I don't know what the heck we would have done. So I'm grateful to for that, and I'm grateful for the uh, significant effort that my son Bridger put into building that. Still a work in progress, vitalitynutrition.com, but uh, uh, it's, it's working pretty well. And I want to thank someone that maybe not everybody thanks uh, every year, but I want to thank my ex-wife, Kimberly, for homeschooling our children and pushing them to excel a little bit more aggressively than I probably would. She does perceive things in the children that I don't always perceive, and for that I am grateful. Uh, One of the things that she perceived was that our uh, 10-year-old, Xander, would probably actually really enjoy dancing. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to be in the nutcracker with his sister, who's done it now for like six years running. And yet, with just a little over a month before the nutcracker, uh, he put on his first pair of ballet shoes and started dancing. And he was awesome. And uh, now I'm back to tears again, but I wouldn't have pushed him into doing that. Uh, Kim was uh, adamant that it was probably a good thing, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. He learned. He grew. He danced up there in front of hundreds of people and uh, found a new level of confidence that he didn't previously have. So I am grateful for that. I'm grateful to each of my children. I'm grateful to Nora. Nora is my 13-year-old tomorrow. And uh, there's a couple of things about her that uh, are really, really powerful. One is just the personal impact she had in my life because she was born just five days after my father passed away. And of course, you've heard me say that my father's my hero and and uh, he absolutely is. And when I lost him, I then five days later gained Nora Rose and she impacted my soul on a way in a different way than any other child had. And I think it's because of that week that it all happened. Uh, But there's something special about this little girl who's taller than me now at 13 years old. Uh, The most special thing is she'll include anyone and everyone in her circle of friends. And she will always try to influence them to do better. I told you I was going to get personal. My little Xander, the, our newest dancer, <laughs> for his brain, his unbelievable brain and his memory and the things that he reminds me of all the time and his sugary sweetheart. I've never met a sweeter soul on, my, in, on this earth than my little Xander, a truly amazing, amazing young man. My oldest daughter, Lily, she and I have had more battles than any of my, than I've had more battles with her than any of my other kids. 
she grew up through some trying circumstances and found some challenges that uh, maybe she wasn't quite sure how to deal with. And frankly, I was dealing with similar challenges and didn't quite know how to deal with those myself. And yet, through it all, I believe we've been able to figure out a lot of things and have learned a lot from it. And she's just moved back to Utah just in time for the holidays, which I am also incredibly grateful for. Lily has a tenacity that I think is unmatched in my children. She is a absolute go-getter, and she has a passion for the things that she finds passion for. Her desire ultimately always to make the world a better place, and I believe she is doing her best job of doing that. And then <clears throat> my right-hand man on VitalityNutrition.com, Bridger. This guy is perhaps the most like me of my children. I'm not sure. It might be Xander. Uh, the other two are too pretty. But uh, regardless, uh, we find ourselves being uh, really good friends. And uh, I've... <clears throat> COVID. I mentioned the things that COVID changed. COVID changed my son. In really powerful ways, he learned to open his eyes to things that he'd not paid a whole lot of attention to before, largely because he was young and pretty carefree. And then life got pretty challenging, and things started to shift, and people started to lie a lot. And he started to recognize those things, and he has decided that he will be a fighter for truth and justice. He will not go down without a fight. I promise you that. And I'm grateful for that. And then not too long ago, I uh, met up with an old friend who worked for me for a long time. I think she was at Vitality for maybe nine years. She became the store manager. She became a, a, a friend and kind of a almost like a extra daughter for me. She's quite a bit younger than me, although not quite young enough for that. Uh, but it sort of felt like that. Maybe she was a real little sister. But uh, regardless, I grew to love this woman, and I hadn't seen her or talked to her for quite a while. And I met up with her at my buddy Will's birthday party. He turned 50 this year. I turned 50 this year. And they had a little uh, shindig up at his place. And I uh, got into a funny little conversation with this friend of mine. And uh, she provided some life tips uh, that were really invaluable uh, for me personally and also for my relationship with my Jen, who I mentioned earlier. You know, Jen is actually sitting right behind me while I'm recording this, which is incredibly um, not fair. But you know what I said about life? Life, ha life happens for you not to you. So maybe fair isn't even a good word that we should use all that time. What the heck does that even mean? If you haven't heard episode 264, please go back and listen to it. It's Jen's story. That's what it's called. It's an episode we did together where I essentially interviewed her and we share a conversation about what she has discovered over the last several years with her own health and her own mental well-being. And it's a beautiful story. Perhaps the show that I've heard the most feedback about, maybe of any show that I've ever done, I'm not sure, but more people post things online, send me texts, tell me in person at the store that they were touched by that podcast than maybe any podcast I've ever done. This woman is also full of tenacity, is a true fighter for truth and justice. She actually reminds me a lot of my daughter Lily in so many ways, and she challenges me. She challenges me to be a better man. She challenges me to be better at all kinds of different things, and she frankly is a challenge to me in some cases. <laughs> which I get to say because she's sitting here. Um, but she has taught me so much through her struggles and through her just, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe what I see in her as a mother. She has had so many challenges in raising her children for a variety of different reasons maybe not any different than challenges that you deal with, certainly not different than some of the challenges I've dealt with, but different, right? It's all different for all of us. And I see her love, her un... 
unyielding love, her constant and uh, unconditional love that she has for her children. And it teaches me to be a better father to mine. And so for that reason and so many others, I'm grateful to her. And maybe the biggest reason I have to be grateful to her is because during COVID, I think everybody needed a friend, right? Everybody needed someone who could, they could actually give a hug to, that they didn't have to social distance from, that they could feel human contact and love and concern, but that also could see through the, I'll just say BS of what was going on. I think we all needed that. And Jen was my COVID friend. (laughs) She was the one who helped me work through those challenges. And I know I was able to help her as well. And it was beautiful. And it may not be coincidence at all that we found each other about a year or so before all that crap happened. So my reason for sharing all this, I, I don't know what it is. I felt like maybe you listening to this show have connected with me just enough that you may actually care about some of the personal stuff. I've felt a uh, I've felt a call over the last few weeks. Each time that I do my show, I've felt that I need to share a few things about me. Uh, a few more personal insights, and I don't know why. I hope to think it's not narcissism. Tell me if you think it is. <laughs> I probably should review that. But just felt like maybe there were some things that somebody out there needed to hear. So hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully I haven't put you to sleep. And hopefully you'll remember a couple of things from this episode. One, that life happens for you. Every single thing, even fleas in a concentration camp, can be for your good. Circumstances are what they are, but how we choose to tackle those circumstances or be put in a cage by them is up to us. I've not lived a perfect life. I've made lots of mistakes. I've chosen paths that have made me pay dearly in many cases, and yet my goal has always been, because I know myself, to do good in this world. But you know what? Damn it. I'm human. And so are you. We don't always do good in this world. We do make mistakes. And we do things that we look back on and say, what the world was I thinking? I've certainly made my share of those decisions. And yet, I don't think I'd take any of them back. I don't think I would. The things I've learned from those challenges have made me who I am today. And the other day, I was doing something that we call in NAAP mirror work, where I looked into the mirror, into my own eyes, and I looked really deep. I got within just two or three inches of the mirror to where it was fogging up just a little bit. And I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. I loved what I saw. I loved who I saw. If you're not there, it's okay. A lot of us aren't there. But all of us can be there. You could ask Carlin Call about that. There are many, many people, many, many people who struggle with self-love, especially during the holidays. And so I think they choose to put all of their emphasis on the people around them who they do find love for, while forgetting to take care of themselves. I believe that the holidays are for all of us to find joy. And I believe that we can all find the love that we need for ourselves and then for one another. And I believe that that starts with gratitude. So whether you buy a gratitude journal or grab a little notebook, or type it into the notes on your phone. Find one thing every day that you're grateful to yourself for, and write down as many other things to be thankful for that you can. You can start with simple things like the sunshine on a cold day, or you can go into a lot more depth 
regardless with everything you list, you will raise the joy meter a little bit in your heart. And you will find more peace, more love, more compassion for your fellow man, and more grace for yourself. And in that, you will learn more about emotional vitality. Thank you so much for listening to me. You are someone I am incredibly grateful for. I cannot tell you how much it means that you're willing to listen to this show every week and take some of the advice that I'm able to give. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.